Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for the word today, Lord. Father, we ask you to break open revelation, truth, spirit of wisdom, revelation, truth, come, speak boldly today, release your fire, God, release your truth, Father, break every religious mindset, every religious spirit, every religious doctrine, every religious thing that hinders the kingdom of God in us, around us, and through us, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Today's message is called 100-fold persecution. Could have called it torn apart too, but I'm calling it 100-fold persecution. What breeds persecution? This isn't like the persecution we were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago. This is a different aspect of persecution, but it's brought up in the Bible. And we have to take this, the words of God, the words of Jesus, and have the revelation of what the Holy Spirit's saying, not what religious people say and people that have their opinion of what they think the Word of God is. But the Spirit of God knows what the Word of God is because it is Him. And He speaks expressively by inspiration of Himself through earthly vessels. Jealousy, envy, and lack of spiritual insight brings persecution. People in a false, in a false kingdom of God bring persecution. Warped theology brings persecution. And it breeds out of religious spirits bring persecution. Mark 10, 17-31 And when he was gone forth into the way, where he came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good Master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus was just talking about the little boy that came to him. He says, if you want to inherit the kingdom of God, you've got to become like this little child. And then this other big child, big guy, comes running up. So he was anticipating. He wanted the promises. He wanted eternal life, but... Jesus turned him down because he gave him an option. He said this, Why you call me good? There is none good, but one is God. Thou knowest the commandments. I do not commit adultery. I do not steal. I do not bear false witness. I defraud not. I honor my father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these things I observed to my... So he's been paying attention. Jesus has been preaching. He knows the law. And he's like, he wanted it all. And he said, Then Jesus beholding him, loved him. So he was loving him. And he said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go and sell whatever thou hast and give to the poor. And a lot of religious people stop right there. And they're like, you can't have nothing. And then he says, then you'll have treasure in heaven. So there's an exchange. But the exchange isn't really your things, it's your heart. Because do only rich people get the kingdom of heaven? No. He was talking about his heart. And he said, and then he said this, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come... Here's another key. Take up your cross and follow me. The guy probably didn't even know what a cross was. Jesus didn't yet go on the cross. 
Jesus was speaking for us in the future. And he wanted him to find out, what's the cross? And later, the guy, I bet you got saved in the future, ran into that. He said, wow, he died on the cross. He's talking about his life. So he got more and more by the Holy Spirit coming, but he said this. Everybody stops and says, oh, he went away grieved. doesn't mean the, that word that penetrated that man's heart. Never, nobody knows everybody detail of what happened, but people want to make, oh, that poor guy. But the thing is, that day, he confronted with truth and love, and he had to make a decision. He wasn't ready right then, but who knows where he is right now? Only God does. If we knew everybody that Jesus encountered in the Bible, where they were right now, it'd be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of books to be read to follow them and see how it worked. But we're talking about persecution of the righteous today. The persecution that Jesus said we would receive in the way that He said it after receiving something. Not the persecution of just being a Christian. Not the persecution from other religions. He's talking about the persecution from the blessing. So He said this, Take up your cross and follow Me. And He was sad at that saying, and went grieved, for He had great possessions. Then Jesus looked round about and said unto his disciples, Hardly shall any that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. What he was saying is it's very hard for people to give up their trust in these things and put their trust in me. Because I'm going to show you. And Jesus looked around about and said unto his disciples, Hardly shall them that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. And his disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? Then Jesus goes on and says that. So religious people are always saying, if someone has something, they already, uh, religious people already, if somebody's blessed in the kingdom, they automatically put them together with covetousness. But they don't even know them. Religious people always judge from the outside when they don't even know somebody. People are judging you right now in here and they don't even know you. People are judging this ministry right now and they don't even know us. People are judging people all the time but they don't even know them and their, what their relationship was with God. And we have to be very careful on judging people on our own interpretation, our own mindset of how we think the Bible is. And religious people do it all the time because they have to make excuses for what they don't have. So, we want to go by what the Scriptures say. We want everything that the kingdom of God has for us, but we don't have to preach any of that, and we don't preach any of that. But today, God is stirring up something because of so much rhetoric and so much hearsay and so much gossip and so much speaking out in the media and everything from religious people that make people feel like they're sinning just because they're blessed. And that, what that does is that's a work of Satan. We need to know the truth, and the truth sets us free. We know that covenants is sin, but having things is not covenants. Having things is blessed. Because you can't give something away if you don't have nothing. They always want to give, give, but they can't give nothing because they don't have nothing, and they're always asking for something. People that don't have nothing are always asking for something, and they're always begging. They, then they have the spirit of religion, then they, have to, they start a ministry, but they don't have any, 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 any way to finish it because they're religious. But God wants us all to be blessed because we're in the inheritance of, his, of Him. And many people 
manipulate all these scriptures and turn out and make it all turned about that, and that's demonic as well. And many people get scared to talk about things like that because the religious people will attack them. But it's okay. The more you grow, Jesus wasn't scared about being attacked by religious people. The religious people killed him, but he knew that was his that was his his lot. That was what he was here to be, persecuted by the religious, lied about by the religious, trying to be explained about by the religious, trying to be trapped up by the religious, trying to be saying, oh, this one married this one and this one and this one and how who's... And then they're like, you don't even understand, Jesus said, about the kingdom of God. Nobody even gets married in it. I don't even ask to answer a stupid question. Oh, they go away mad. This is what Jesus has for us. The revelation of the kingdom. The Spirit of God speaking expressly through us. Not in man's wisdom or religions twisting and turning in our own mindsets. And he said this. And Jesus looked around about it and said to his disciples, about the kingdom of God, them that have riches. And he says, astonished at his words. They were astonished. The disciples were astonished. But Jesus answered again and said unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of an evil for them that are, for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of the measure, saying unto themselves, Who then can be saved? He's like, then they're like, how can we be saved if we can't? And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, With men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say unto him. Now Peter's like, oh my God. Now Peter, you know, Peter's like, wow, I think I'm a candidate for the kingdom of God. He wasn't even thinking in the way that we think. He wanted to inherit the kingdom of God. Peter's like, oh my God. He said, Lord, I have left all. He's like, I gave up my riches. I gave up my family. I gave up everything. And Peter's like, what? I gave it, I did all this. And I have followed thee, O Lord. And Jesus answered and said, and verily I say unto you, Peter. How many Peters do we have here? How many Peters do we have in the kingdom of God? Not too many. Everybody comes in as a, 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 and has their trust in everything. Trust in themselves, trust in their businesses, trust in their families, trust in everything but God, right? And then that's why there's so, much, so many problems and people not receiving the blessing. They, they're in religion. Religion, there is no blessing. It's a dry land. So we have to go by what Jesus says. And he said, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house, brother, sister, so he's like Peter, and father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. He is saying in eternal life, everyone is promised. Religious people always promise to heaven. God's saying right now in this time, houses, he even details it, more brothers and sisters, because you're now not in the world. And he says, and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. There's the key right there. Not all of them said that because I'm going to show you. And the world to come eternal life. Double promise right there. Wow. Why isn't anybody receiving it? That's the same reason they're not being persecuted. They're worldly. They're carnal. 
they're still got their trust in stuff in the world and in their own wisdom and their own thinking. It's about the trust. It isn't about the, the objects. It isn't about the stuff. If there's, it's about the trust. It's the covenants and trusting in that. We need to covet the Holy Spirit. We need to covet, covet God and God alone. That's it. That's the problem. It isn't the stuff. Religious people will blame it on the stuff. The stuff is just stuff. If stuff doesn't have you, you can, you can leave it in two seconds. God doesn't want you to hold on to stuff and gain the whole world and lose your soul. So it isn't the stuff, but religious people make everything the stuff. In this time, all of those things with persecution in the world, and the first shall be last and the last. Now that was who? That was Mark, right? Now let's see how Matthew, just the last part when Peter said, Then answered Peter and said unto him, this is Matthew 19, 27 through 30, Unto him, behold, because everybody, everybody always recites the rich and ruler in that. They never go on to the whole chapter. Behold, I have forsaken all. Now he's saying about forsaken all and follow thee. What shall we have therefore? And he's like, so what shall we have? That guy got to do, what do we have? And Jesus said unto him, I say verily unto you, that which followed me in this regeneration, and everyone that has forsaken houses, brethren, sisters, fathers, mothers, wives, children's lands, for my sake, shall receive a hundredfold. He didn't say a hundredfold before. And shall eternal life. And we know he's talking about this time, because he said it in the other one. Now let's see how Luke, the author, Another author brought the last little concept. Then Peter said, Oh, we left everything and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that no man that has left house in the kingdom of God, for, my, for God's sake, who shall not receive manifold, now it's manifold, more in this present time and the world to come. So we've covered all the basics. One talked about, it's funny how they all, Focus on different things. And all of them, so we have these three things. Three points. Hundredfold, present time, and persecution. Right? You heard it, right? It's in the Bible. Now let's dig and see everywhere who is not receiving a hundred times and see them, they're not being persecuted either. See? People don't want things because it costs the oil costs everything. Who's, how much oil do you have? What's how much oil do you have? You got to buy the field. That's not about money and things of this world. That's about your heart. That's about your time. That's about everything in, in, within you doing that. So, don't let religious people be God. What is this persecution? Two forms of persecution. One is family and friends, and one is from religious people. The family and friends one. Let's see what about that. Persecution always comes from believing you should have the same or be the same. Everybody just thinks because they're in the church, they should be the same. And when they don't, they have to persecute the other people because why am I not blessed? And they are. I'm I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm working food pantries. I'm preaching. I'm teaching. I'm doing this. I'm cleaning the church. I'm doing this. I'm go ever and never miss a meeting. Those type of attitudes don't promise the blessing. 
It's about the heart. It's about the forsaking. You can be doing everything right and your heart's still double-minded. Double, double life, split. Your world and the kingdom of God. It's clearly in the scriptures and people want to, I want to see everybody blessed, whatever God has for them. Who knows? I don't know. It's none of my business. But if you're not receiving a blessing, if you're in need and you're in lack and you don't have the presence of God in your life, then there's issues going on because God is not, doesn't have any issues. He makes the rules. He created all things. In Him, we move and breathe and have our being. So it isn't like Satan's winning today and God's losing and now maybe next week God will be winning and I'll be blessed. No, it's about you. It's not about anything else around you. It's not about, or the doctrine that you believe and follow. People that are blessed don't need to talk about the blessing. They don't need to talk about all that stuff because it's not about that. We preach the cross and the cross brings the blood and the blood brings salvation. And in Christ, in Jesus, He fulfills all of our needs in His riches and glory in Christ Jesus, period. But I see everybody striving. Job to job, no money, doing these things because something's going on in their mindset of what they believe and also in obedience. So my job is to illuminate those things so God can set you free and make us walk in what we're called to walk in. And that's why we're on, all on a journey. Nobody walks in the kingdom and, and the people that have all those covenants, God will strip them of all that. Most of us come in the kingdom with nothing. We're a camel with nothing. A camel gets through the eye of a needle because the camel has all these bags on the side of it. And the eye of a needle is a small area. So Jesus is making a parable about how hard it would be for a big camel with all this stuff on it to get, to the, to get into the city of Jerusalem, which is the eye of the needle, which is actually a small thing, is what it means. He's making a demonstration of how hard it is when you trust these things, when you're not willing to let these things go. But he says once you get in that narrow way, then everything should be coming back upon you because God is, a, is, is the kingdom. It, God is the kingdom. So let's just dig deep into this today. Persecution always comes from believing. You should have the same. Look at Cain and Abel. Abel's blessing got him persecuted, which got him killed. Genesis 4, 1 through 12. And Adam and Eve, his wives, conceived a son Cain, and Cain has gotten from the man from the Lord. And she bore a son Abel. Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time came to pass that Cain brought forth the fruit of the ground of the offering to the Lord. And Abel, he also brought the firstling of the flock, and the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel's offering, but unto Cain, his offering, he had no respect. He received one and not the other. And Cain was very wroth in his countenance fall. He got angry. That's what religious people do to you when you're being blessed and they're not. Instead of finding out why or humbling themselves, they get angry. Why is he? And then they start to turn on you. That's why the more you get blessed by God, the more anointing, the more power, the less people you start to see around you because they can't handle it. Because now they feel 
in, in, inadequate, inappropriate, and they judge themselves on what they do and not of what who he is. So watch this. So he says, he had respect of Cain's and his countenance fall. And or it said unto Cain, why are you wroth? Why is your countenance fall? Why are you angry, he's saying. Why did, don't you know if you've done well? Shall you that not be not be accepted? And if thou doest well, if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And unto thee shall be the, his desire that thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came, so he started to persecute him. Who do you think you are? I worked harder than you. Look, I'm digging out here all day. All you're doing is feeding the stupid animals. Oh, big deal. You brought one animal to God. And he's, he's, he's accepting your, your sacrifice, your offering, and not mine. I'm way better son than you. I work a lot harder. You got the easy job. Because it wasn't about what he did. It was about his heart. It was about the heart of the two that God received the offering with the right heart. With the right sacrifice. So, he said... Cain talked with his brother Abel, and Cain had passed it. They were in the field, and Cain rose up, the spirit of murder, the first murder ever to be committed, against his, Abel, his brother. And that's why Jesus said the spirit of Cain is in the church. If you read Jude, it says the spirit of Cain and the spirit of Balaam, which is they ran greedily after, at the spirit of Cain. Cain ran greedily, and he called us uh, of Korah. It means they did their own thing, they ran greedily. Everything going all right? right? Okay. And he had respect of one and not the other. And his brother got very angry and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is your brother Abel? And he said unto him, I know not where am I my brother's keeper. And what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out from the ground. Now thou art cursed from the earth. So God is telling me, there's a lot of cursed brothers in, Christian, in religion. Because they don't have the blessing. So if you don't have the blessing, what do you got? You got the curse. And everyone said, well, no, I'm not cursed because Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. I'm not talking about curse to hell. I'm not talking about in, in, in a rebellious dry land because you're not obeying the word. You're not trusting in God. You're trusting in your own works, in your own strength, in your own power. It's right here. So now I'm going to get to the later scriptures to understand that. Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law, but didn't, didn't, didn't it say all through the Bible, but if you do this and if you sin and you don't love it, that you're under the law? If you don't walk in the Spirit, that you're under the law? So, what's the difference? So, he said this, And when thou tillest the ground, thou shalt yield thee. And he says this, he says, Thou art cursed from the earth, and open up thy mouth, and receive thy brother's blood in front of hand. And when thou tillest the ground, thou shalt not henceforth yield unto thee, her strength, a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it said that he got brought into the land of Nod and out of the presence of God. So the blessing is the presence of God. One of them. So it's God's acceptance and blessing on Abel that made Cain so angry. Right? You can say, well, next year, you know, it's a yearly sacrifice, right? Wasn't or whatever, this process of time. So you should say, oh man, next time I'm going to. Make sure that God's going to receive mine. I'm going to change my heart. 
No, he got angry, like our brothers and sisters do in the church today. Can believe that his work was harder than Abel. He looked at what he did, and his religious mindset made him wroth against his brother. Religion always gets their acceptance from what they do and not from who they are. Heart versus works. Same attitude that Martha had. Wanting to impress God by what we do, they both sacrifice. One sacrificed their treasure, and the other one sacrificed their time and their efforts and laying down their, their whatever. And only one was rewarded. Only one was recognized. The other one was rebuked, slightly rebuked. God gets pleased by seeking Him with who He is, not what we can do or get to do for Him, fascinating by His goodness and His mercy. <coughs> now remember the cross. <clears throat> seeing the need to be with Him and just Him. God is a reward, re rewarded of those who diligently seek Him. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, right? There's a key right there. They want everything, but they don't want to give up anything. That's the spirit of religion. Look back at the rich man. Always striving, never coming to the kingdom. The knowledge of the Word of God. They use Scripture out of context. Religion always grabs the Scripture to make their life right, but they're not in the presence of God. And they're not in the blessing. And we sometimes fall out of that, and it's God's goodness and mercy. That makes us seek Him and show us what we're doing wrong so we can get back in the presence of God. But some people never... There's churches, fully churches, that are so religious, they preach, read Scripture every week, and nobody's really blessed. Everyone's in the world. Some of them, like, because God reigns on the just and the unjust, so there's people in the church. Some have money, some don't, but nobody ever receives the blessing, the real blessing. It's not money. It's His presence. And then we have the churches that are named, claim, claim it and name it gospel, which is a bunch of garbage as well and doctrines of demons that is irrelevant because it's God that decides what we get, when we get it, and how we get it, and if we need it, and we should have it. Not because I'm a Christian, I have the power to open up the windows myself and do whatever I want, whenever I want, like God's some genie or some uh, uh, sugar daddy or whatever, and then they got that, that going on. Look at these. Enoch walked with God. That was the blessing. And what did God do? He didn't need nothing. So God said, I can't. You got everything because you're walking with me because I am everything. I'm just going to bring you home. And he, that was better than anything anyone could get. And he took him up. Genesis 5, 24. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God. And he was not, and for God took him. And then Hebrews eleven four through 6 says, By faith Abel unto God offered up to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which now we got a little more that Paul is actually, well, we don't know if it's Paul, but Hebrews, they don't really know, but it, it sounds like Paul. And they kind of elaborate because it doesn't say much about what went on with Cain and Abel. But right here we see that the righteous God testifying of his gifts and by it being dead yet speaketh, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because he had, God had translated him. 
For before his translation, he added this testimony that he pleased God. Pleasing God is where you get the blessing. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He's what? Everything we need. Our full trust must be in him. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we diligently seek him and let him distribute the rewards as he will. Religion or the other false doctrines is they, I seek God because I want something. Now, God, I want this. I want a new car. I'd like a new house. And over here, you know, and they might even get it on their own ambition or their own gifts, but it didn't come from God. And that's what Satan's doing to many. Look at David. David had a heart after God. Solomon, when he was asked and told whatever you want, God asked him, I'll give him. Instead, he asked for wisdom to care and lead God's kingdom. So God gave him both. Seeing the need to be with him and just him. That's what pleases God. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Always a sacrifice, then always persecution. Those that truly sacrifice are truly persecuted all the time. Because people that can't do it get mad, just like Cain got mad at Abel. It's the spirit of religion. Here's three things. If you do not obtain the kingdom, there are three things going on. You're rebellious and you don't obey God. Two, you have money issues that stop the kingdom because the kingdom of God stops at you and you don't advance it. God's not going to bless that. And or you, you are. Thank you. Whoever brought that. If you do not. Second is. And the third one. You're just not in the faith. Fear torments you, you stop, stops you, and your faith is always shaken. And, and you don't even know there's people in buildings all the time. They're not even saved. Doers do. There's not any other way. Doers do. Difference between religious and righteous. The religious sacrifice to be seen of man. The righteous sacrifice in their heart to be seen of God. In their initial moving of God, he will never forget. Even David's time of his sin, God hid, hid, but never left him. God never left him. He was right there. He just hid his, took his presence from him. And David couldn't take it. So David sought off to that presence. That's what made him repent. God re realized how great God's presence was. And then God came back to him when he repented. Because what? He had always said he had a heart after God. No matter when he made mistakes and failed, he still had a heart after God. One thing, having a heart after the world and making mistakes and failing, that's a dead end. But there's much mercy and compassion when you have a heart after God and then you make mistakes or sin. You gotta call sin a mistake. But when you sin, if you sin. When all called to the kingdom but the world explains if you don't hate family so so crazy look at the difference between religious looking sacrifice and the god sacrifice see we have all these concepts in american christianity and all this but it doesn't really go with what's saying in the scripture 
Because we can't understand that. Well, if God's love and God's... I can't... How can I... Because we're not trusting Him. We're trusting our own theology, our own mind, and it's stopping our blessings and stopping the advancement of the kingdom because we're trying to please everybody in our life and then please God at the same time. And you can't please two people at the same time. You either please the one... It's just like serving two masters. You either despise the one and leave the other. You don't. You can't live in this... this it's doesn't advance you. It doesn't advance you at all. So when you call to the kingdom, we're not we're called to the kingdom, not the world. So it explains that we don't if we don't do these things, but religious people they do. They hold on to everything in the world. They want to do this. They do all these things and they go, you know, they're everywhere. They do this. They so and, and people's like and then they call the people righteous really religious, but they're really the religious ones. Because they're mixing. They're only giving God part. They're calling you religious because you're righteous and you're not pertaining of these things and you're letting things go and they're thinking you're crazy but we're actually following the bible and then then there's the blessing and many times we start doing that and we get pulled back what one sacrifices that another is not able to will bring persecution to another that does not that's what we have in the body today the spirit of cain 1 John 3, 11 through 13. For this is the message which you heard from the beginning, that you should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother. And therefore, and then what did Jesus say all, his, all the Pharisees had to say? Was the, you, you, yeah, they were in the system of religion, but they were, who was their father? The devil. And he says, Cain, because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. Marvel not, my brother, if the world hates you. This is what we see. Persecution from within. Then look at Scripture says, I will give the Holy Spirit to them who ask. Look at that. Children who don't get it, those are the ones that are religious ones. You cast out demons by Beelzebub, Religious spirit. Sure, that's not a Kundalini spirit? Well, do you know somebody? Do you not know God? Do you know the difference between a Kundalini spirit? No, anything that moves in religion is the devil. So, you start getting persecuted because you're casting out demons from religious people. But it's okay if some false father in the Catholic society gets across and does some kind of exorcism. Nobody says nothing. Why? Because they're of the world. There's no persecution for that. No one even talked about it. But somebody really, by the finger of God, starts casting out demons, then all persecution, all hell breaks loose. Why? Because it's the real thing. Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, then you know that the kingdom of God is, is here. So a house divided cannot stand. house divided cannot be blessed. Both believing... They have the same Father, but according to Scriptures, they're not following the same Father. All twelve apostles were martyred. One was in question, I guess, but supposedly from church history. But all them got the hundredfold blessing. Because they all left everything to follow Jesus. Most of them were fishermen, like four or five of them, and they left their nets. How many of them packed their net? I'm saying, you know what, just in case I got my net, if I don't 
No, they trusted in Jesus. They said, okay, we're going to follow you. There it was. And you saw Peter said, well, we did this. And look, what did Peter? Peter started the church. Everybody came and laid all the assets down, and it was distributed equally, and there was, there was no lack amongst anybody. Those that had a lot still had, and those that had lack had more. So there was no schisms in that, but God can't even do that now because the church is religious. So many people will take something and run and hide with it. They don't understand the kingdom. But God's going to do it. Remember the beginning passage, what I read as we go on with this. So today, we're, no one is forsaking much, but they all want the kingdom. Then what happens is we get false supernatural things. If you're not really forsaken, what kingdom are you really getting? What, what are you really tapping into? Is it really the kingdom of God or maybe it's something else? Because then if you really study those people, they haven't left nothing. So why are they getting all this supposedly presence and power and all these different things, but they haven't forsaken anything. They don't even do anything with the body of Christ. They're just totally religious. They're seeking signs and wonders. And God said that false, Christ, false signs and wonders will come by false spirits. Matthew 19, 29. And everyone... Now I'm repeating it. It has forsaken houses and everybody wants to be blessed, but nobody wants to hear this. So they figure out seven keys to the blessing. None of them is about forsaking. I mean, the scriptures are so clear, but we want to find some th philosophy from like Bethel or somewhere that's going to tell us how we're blessed to be in the world. How we send people in the world, kiss Baal and be blessed. Yeah, you'll be blessed, but I don't know if you're going to inherit the kingdom. I don't know what that blessing might be. Maybe your blessing is fame, riches, and, and being great in this world. But that's not what the kingdom is. The kingdom is to be nothing in this world, but to be known in hev heaven. So, it says, Sisters, father, mother, brothers, wives, children, and lands, for my sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. And inherit eternal life. That's all we need to care about is inheriting eternal life. We have philosophies all around, religious teachings all around, people trying to stop up the kingdom of God. The gospel without the cross is never the kingdom of God. It was clearly said to Jesus, to the, even the rich and ruler, to pick up his cross. That's a denying, that's a laying down your life saying right there. So what is, well, let's look what forsake really means. Abandoned, leave. Desert, quit, depart from, leave behind, leave high and dry, cast aside, give up, reject, renounce. God, that's not love. Well, according to Jesus, it is. Because he said you love God first. So if you love him first, you got to obey him. I want to see people blessed. They're like, oh, I'm not getting blessed. I don't feel God's presence. They don't understand what really this gospel is. It costs us everything. But we get everything. And God will turn it all around. He'll bring, He'll save family members. He'll do things. But until you, 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 you'll become tossed. Forswear, disclaim, disown, disavow, discard. Wash your hands of. Turn your back on. But the religious people say, you're not love when you do that. But God said that is love. Who are you going to believe? Jesus or the religious doctrines of today or the religious churches of today 
that love pat on the back, but they don't do nothing for God, and they don't have the blessing, but they're doing all these works and false love. But they don't, they're all in need. They're all begging for money. Every one of them starting their own little ministry because they have to do their little Martha thing and show everyone. Then they're getting mad at Mary because Mary's getting all of Jesus. And Mary gave her whole heart. See the difference? There it is. Religion and the kingdom colliding today in America and all over the world. Every day we think about it. Nobody even understands it. God doesn't ask you to do anything. He's not going to give you the power to do it. So if you don't do it, you're just fighting God and, and, and not receiving the blessing, the hundredfold blessing. Because you don't want the persecution. The family will say all these things to you. What kind of religion you follow? This is that. And that's persecution from the family. Oh, you're crazy now. You're going to go, you're a cult. That's what they said Jesus and his disciples were a cult. Because they, they were advancing the kingdom. Satan will use all kinds of words to make you start to question and put your trust back in religion. I'm telling you the truth. But with loving, how do we do this? Well, the Bible says all things are possible with God. We can do it. Luke 14, 12-35, Then it said unto him, Bade him, Thou makest a dinner and a supper, and call the friends and brother, neither the kinsmen, and thy rich neighbors, he's calling the rich people, lest they also bid thee again to recompense and made thee. But he maketh a feast to the poor. He said, don't even bother calling them. He said, Make a, call the poor. Call anyone that can't do nothing for you because that's the kingdom. The world says what I can, who I can know, the who's who's, want to get in the same society clubs and you know, go to the same the special parties because it's all about manipulation, witchcraft, and who you can be friends with, who you can entice, who you can manipulate, who you can maneuver through, who you can man-please. It's called, they call it the rat race. And then the church calls it your dreams, like some of these ministers, these, these prosperity gospels, but God calls it the, the lie, the world. The, and you can't serve both. And one of them that sat down to meet heard these things, and he said, Blessed is he that Eats bread in the kingdom of God. They're right. Eating bread in the kingdom of God is being blessed. Then said another, A certain man made a great supper and bid many, and he sent his servant to the supper, and he said unto them, I bid him to come, for all these things are ready. She's talking about eating bread, eating the word of God and living it, is what we're supposed to be doing right now, today. The bread. Sitting down with Jesus, eating the bread and digesting it and letting it nourish your spiritual being. And they, with all consent, began to make excuses. Everybody does this now. Everybody, one after another, and they want to know why they're not getting the blessing. To make excuses, the first one said, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs to go and see it. I pay thee, you may excuse me. Like, he called them all. Come on, come to Jesus. Jesus said, follow me. He found everyone. Everybody in the world right now, He wants them to follow Him. It's not just the 12 disciples. Jesus went on the cross that everybody in the world will follow Him. But many come and uh, make sure I can't do that. Another said unto Him, I bought five oxen. I must go and prove them. And I must say, oh, I just started my own business. I can't do that now. Same kind of thing. Whatever they make for now. This is way back then. Another said, I just got married. You know, always, he says, I cannot come. Oh, my family needs me. 
I can't follow you, Jesus. And you know that's love, so how am I going to do this? That's what happens. And God's like, I want to bless you. Trust me. This is the truth. And people always, I can't do this. My family, they're depending on me. I can't leave my job. I can't go. I can't quit school in the middle. They paid, it's been paid for four years. I'm just going to leave school, leave my career. And then what persecution is going to come big time from the family? We've spent all this money. How dare you do? You just dropped out of, uh, you were a great sports person. How can you do that? It's all this stuff. That's persecution. Yeah. It's like, no, but I'm going to follow him. And if you let go, you're going to get the blessing. People don't get it. What gospel are they preaching? Well, they're not preaching the right one because if you do, then they'll follow it and you'll be blessed. Unless you have rebellion, you're going to be dry, even obtaining it, and you're going to be tossed. So it says, and the one said, Lord, and, and, and the master got angry. He got angry at them and said to his servant, Go to the streets and the lanes in the city and bring the poor, the maimed, the halt, the blind. And his servant said, Lord, it is done this, it is commanded, and yet there is more room. And the Lord said to the servant, Go to the highways and byways and compel them to come, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men that were called shall taste my supper. That's taste and see that the Lord is good. His, that's why they're not tasting and seeing the Lord is good, because they'd rather eat from the table of religion, or the table of I can't let go. So, and he, this is where he comes and he says this. And if any man come to me and hate not father, mother, brother, he's saying it again. Wife, children, brother, sisters, and his own life. He didn't just say them and your own life. Cannot be my disciples. How many claim in America Christianity and churches that they're Jesus' disciples and they love the world? They love the things of the world. They love their family. They can't do anything without putting their family first and put God second. And think, and then they want the blessing. They want to know why the bills aren't getting paid. They want to know why they're striving. They want to know why there's witchcraft. They know why when they're going to sleep that they can't sleep and have peace. Because they've been receiving a false love lie or believing other things than what Jesus said. And he said, with God, all things are possible. But it's that trust. Because if that proves that you don't trust God and you trust in your own ways and means. So he says, no, who said the cross? How easy did you say, oh yeah, I want to go to, on that cross. It's time. No, he, he, he fought with God. He, that what showed him. didn't mean he fought with God because he was God. What he's saying, he, he, in the garden, he sweat and... They say his sweat was as drops of blood. Some, I don't even know if he sweat blood because no, nobody was there except the scriptures. But I think it says his blood was as of drops of His sweat was as like drops of blood. So it was so poured out so vigorously. Some will fight that because they have all these, you know, if it was, it's a great thing because then it cleanses the mind. And we say that we have the seven places that the blood was. But when I just read that last week, it was about... Um, as drops of blood. So just leave that with that. But anyway, and serving the Lord is done as he commanded, yet there's room. He said that, he says, to, pick, to bear his cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciple. For which of you, 
intending to build a tower. He's making a now a parable, intending to build a tower. Now you, you come to the kingdom, sit not down first and count the cost. Everybody runs to the altar. Oh, I want to go to heaven. But none of them last. Because why? They don't count the cross. They don't count the cost and they don't pick up the cross. <laughs> there it is. And whether it be sufficient to finish it, less happily after they laid the foundation and, and not able to finish it. Behold, they, they began to mock him. How many people come to high or come in the gospel? Now people are mocking them now. Hey, the family, they got to go back to the family. Hey, I thought you said that was God and you said I was following God. Why, why are you here? Because they didn't count the cost. We got to count the cost for the blessing. The blessing cost everything. Everything. The cross being Christ. Jesus said, What greater love does one have than lay down his life? For his friend. He's talking about the cross. And Jesus said, These are, I don't call you no more servants but sons, because you are, I call you friends. Because you obey me and pick up your cross. Lest happily after they had laid the foundation, they began to mock and saying, This man began to build and was not, I thought this guy was going to the nations. I thought he had a ministry. I thought they were following this. And another king sits down, not whether he was able, talks about a king being able to make war. Does he just go into battle and not even being prepared? No, that's the problem. The real gospel will prepare you. I would tell anyone, yeah, come and say this prayer with me and you're going to go to heaven. Who am I to say that? I say, hey, if you want to come to Jesus, you've got to give your life. They're giving their life is saying giving a prayer. There's a difference between saying a prayer and giving your life. It's a big difference. Jesus didn't just want a prayer. He wants our life. So when we're calling out on the name of Jesus in desperation, what we're saying is, God, I can't live without you. Take my life because it's nothing without you, and I can't do it without you. So I need you. And that's the desperation of the need of Him that we can't, that we can't trust in our own ways anymore but Him. And then salvation comes. Our born-again experience comes. But until that happens, it's, it's, you don't see the fruit of it because the real gospel is not being preached. Or else, while another is great far off, he sendeth not an amassage and see the conditions of peace. So likewise, however, it be, he that forsaketh not all he has cannot be my disciple. All he has. All he has. Forsake it. He didn't even say you got to... He, he doesn't even say you got to give it all to the poor even. I says forsake it. What I'm saying is when you, when you hate something, it means you... The, the, he, He's saying, because he, God doesn't want us to hate anyone. It's hate. It's like, put down. Like, it's not going to... And God says, uh, you, you, if you hate not my father, he doesn't mean hate in the spirit of murder hate. There's a different form of hate that he's talking about. It's that think lesser of. Put behind you. Put me first. That's what he's meaning. Because God doesn't tell anyone to hate anybody. So people don't... So people like get all that and they don't understand it. So they just don't even read it. Say, well, that must been some crazy thing. It says, salt is good as salt, lost their words shall be seasoned. He's neither fit for the land or the dunghill. For men shall cast it out. Him that had ears to hear, let him hear. That's the problem. Nobody wants ears to hear the real gospel. The kingdom, you're connected to a body one way or form or fashion. Maybe little or big. The money has no weight. The love of it is the root of all evil. God never says you're evil if you have money. No, He said the love of it. It's all about the heart. 
kingdom divided cannot stand. You either have one master or another. Oh, you either have one master, you either master it, or it becomes your master. That's what God told me this morning. Let's say that again. You either master it, or it becomes your master. But in the power of God, you master everything. Nothing in the world will have, have you. You can have all the things of, that are in the world, but they're not, you're not of it, and they don't have you. The thing is, in religion, they, all, they have you. Your family has you. The world has you. Your job has you. Your, everything again, you can't move. So, um, God showed me, told me to do this today, too. Um, John, come up here and run. Come stand up right here. Or no, just stand on the side of that. Move that. All right. Pull me here. All right. No offense, I'm just making a difference. Ron represents the world, and John represents the kingdom. And now start pulling me. What's happening? I'm being torn apart. People in the body of Christ are being torn apart all the time because they won't let go of what God's telling them to let go of. And... They want to hold on to the kingdom because they know that's the only way. And they're, we're, we're, pull, pull me both away. Where do I go? Nowhere. I just feel the pain. My, now my ribs are starting, my muscles are starting to pull, and it doesn't feel good. Now if I let go of the world, I'm free. That's the problem we got going on in the body of Christ. Either, so sure sign of a renegade spirit is a person who does not put their mammon in the kingdom of God outside of of themselves. Unless the root, then what happens is the root of bitterness starts to grow, Because they don't understand the kingdom. They're getting bitter, but they're not trusting God. Because God will bring, God wants your family saved more than you. He wants us, he want, you know, but you got to trust Him. Because these things pull you away from what He has for you to do when you truly in the kingdom. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm not talking about our warped, philosophy mindset of of um, denominational Christianity in America or the or the work of the, of the Nicolaitans or the those other church things I'm talking about the real kingdom of God that's what we talk about every time here what is have we start getting bitter towards God and one another because we haven't we don't let go Jesus always says anybody looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God what happened to Lot's wife she looked back and turned the pillars out God said trust me just go I got you. But there was something there, that soul tie with whatever she was, would not, and she turned into a pillar of salt. Religion does bring, bring sorrow and tells God to follow, but let me keep my idols and let me keep my so-and-so. See, they always try to make a deal with God, but the thing is, once you, God doesn't make deals against His Scripture. He might bring you to your family. He might do that. I'm not saying he doesn't do that. But when things have you, because don't you know if they're not in the kingdom, if it's family, friends, business, anything, the Satan will use them to bring you away from God. No matter how, what level it is, no matter how good they are, no matter how religious they are, they, it, they do that automatically because they're not following the Spirit of God. And that's why you have all the problems that you end up having. And they begin to hate you because you're sacrificing. The more you sacrifice, so what you do is you, you begin to give half there because you want to please this worldly people, your job and everything, and you give half to God. And then all of a sudden you're being torn. And you're not happy, but they're happy. No persecution here and no blessing here. So you're like, 
you're happy here, but you're never really satisfied because God's like, you let go. What you give, give up comes back a hundredfold. Look at Lot and Abraham. Religious people love to judge that which they know not of. Like Abraham's blessing. Tell you, this is Abraham's biggest blessing. What was Abraham's biggest blessing? The same thing God tests them with. Once the blessing or anything becomes more important, God will test you with it. He'll tell you to give it up. So you got to make sure that nothing has you. That there is no covenant. Because what did he say? But when he did, he said he couldn't kill his son. But he was going to see if he could offer up the blessing. He said, oh my God, that's the biggest. I think in Abraham's life, that was the biggest thing of his whole thing was his son Isaac. And then God said, take your son to the top of the head and sacrifice him. See, the kingdom people, they sacrifice whatever God tells them to because then they get it back or they get more and they don't, but because they trust him. The rich one ruler, Jesus didn't really want to make him poor. He wanted him to trust him and not in the things that he had because he said those that put their trust in cannot put their trust in God. So our problem is our, where our trust is really. And what are you fearing your family for? Some of you here are so torn by that, you got to just cut it off. They're playing games, they're wasting your time, and they're already persecuting you and talking behind your back. And, and Satan's using them just so they can get you out of the will of God. And they're using you as using this, this subtle witchcraft on you to make you do what they want you to do. And you're going to do it, and you're going to come home, and you're going to not feel God's blessing, and you're going to be torn. It's really hard. Oh my God, Jesus said, cost everything. Yeah, that, that's why I'm preaching that to you, because I want to see. Now, many people have a hard time, but I'm, I've seen people that let, let things go, and God brings them back, changes them. Well, for example, I won't say it, but you guys know, look what's going on behind the scenes. I gave that up years ago, and look what God's doing. Like, that's just, and it's like doesn't even phase me. Some of you know what I'm talking about, so then you'll see it. In God's own way and desire, not our own. Unless we want to man-please, because we want to man-please. And you can't even man-please in the kingdom either, because God won't have it. So he said this, so Isaac, we're not focusing on the blessing and never will. We focus on Christ. That's why we are talking about persecution. Cain's curse was a dry land. No family, no blessing, no favor, a vagabond. How many people are in all over Facebook, everything, that really don't have a spiritual family, don't really have a connection. They have these, these light internet connections, but what if, what if uh, the beast unconne unconnects them today? What are they going to have? Who do we have without internet in that? Who can we really trust? You can't trust your family. The Bible says your family will turn you in. Why? Because they, they the false Christ will be those believe that the Jesus that's pretending and doing all these great signs and wonders and, and blessing people and helping people is really Jesus, and they'll think you're crazy. You can't trust them if they're not in the kingdom. So it says, in Cain's curse was a dry land, and Christians are living in that now. Boy, don't say anything, because my Bible tells me different. Righteous are never forsaken. Rebellious are always in need. Oh, people are going to get offended. Why? Well, just repent. Or you don't believe then. I was talking to someone today. He's like, oh, I can't believe this guy yeah, said that. They so judge. They're like, 
this talking about ministry, she said this thing, uh, um, I won't even say the type of thing. I said, so what? And I'm like, oh my God. And how her vo this person's voice changed and everything. I'm like, so what, what, what actually is like, who, what do we know? What if God calls a minister? He gives up everything. The guy's got a million dollar family and he can't have a, a $40,000 car because now he's a preacher? That's how religious people think. Oh, he's taking the money from the people or doing this and all these ridiculous things because they judge by the flesh, not by the spirit. So now this guy's got to just, so he's just got to bury his talents or he can't advance the kingdom with different things. So how much kingdom can we advance with no money anyway? I mean, you can advance it in the spirit of miracle signs and wonders or that, but in the sense of today being relevant in today, giving out 8,000 free books like we have. How can, I, how can someone do that if, they're not, if, if, if they don't have the resources to do it? So if God wants that done, He's going to give the resources. Cain's curse was a dry land. Abraham's blessing was his main thing. But what was the real blessing that Abraham got? It, wasn't, it was his son Isaac, yeah, but it, and it was the, the land that he, he knew not of. And he's going... It was the breath of God. It was God's presence. Ruach Elohim. So what happened? Remember Abram? His name was Abram. He said, I'm going to call you Abraham. Remember that? Because he got... Because he, he obeyed God and listened to God. It's his presence. What did Cain lose? His presence. That's the real blessing. Because in God's presence is everything. All the fruits come out of his presence. Remember, his name was changed because it was the blessing. This is what they hate for you. They will do all they can to get you into the camp where they're at, in Cain's camp. Now we have camps. Religious is Cain's camp. To know God but not have his breath of God is worthless. We need God breathing on everything we do. That means he's right there. If someone's close to you, you feel their breath. If someone's far away, I can't feel Ron's breath, but if Ron comes right next to me, and some people who can feel their breath more, especially me, I breathe a little hard, Marley's like, what's, well, you know, some, for not good reasons maybe, but you, the closer you get to someone, you feel their breath. So that's the presence. Well, if someone's absent, they're not there. Well, if someone walks in the room, oh, uh, let's do a roll call. When I call your name, say, what do we say? Present. Right? So God is there. God is with you, walking with you. Very simple things that we don't even understand. It's His presence. If He's not, Enoch walked with God. That was what pleased him. He didn't walk away from God. He didn't disobey God. If He walked with God, He was talking with God. And that's what the blessing is, having God with us. That's what Jesus was, the blessing from heaven. Emmanuel, God with us. Some people want religion, but they don't want Jesus. And they don't want the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the presence and the Spirit of God. Now, to be a friend of the world is to be separated from God. His presence, religion wants both. But that sacrifice is God. Receives forsaking until Abraham forsake Lot, he was stuck. At some point, 
Demon, okay, I did that. Means you still have strong soul ties, not in the spirit, then what's that? See, they have soul ties, but they do not not connect to any spiritual family. Oh, what do you mean? I'm all over faith. But where is your connection? Yeah, you might be relevantly spiritual in your religion. There might be, because everyone starts to come together with what they believe. The minute somebody in religion hears something that they don't believe, they either put that, you know, from friend to acquaintance. or it's just, So all of a sudden you get this group and it's just going from here to here to here because there's no spiritual connection. But spiritual, there's no way breaking the spirit apart. Doctrine pulls people apart. Theology pulls people apart. Religion pulls people apart. The spirit brings people together. One accord, one spirit, one mind, one God, in one place. The kingdom of God is like when he slept, the enemy sowed tares. So wake up. Don't let the enemy sow tares in your thoughts, your mind, mixing the word of God with his own seeds of doubt, unbelief, and different doctrines. And give up what God has you because you're not going to be. You can't please. You can't do it because you're not pleasing God. Your main thing is I got to please God. And then all of a sudden he'll turn everything around. He'll save your family. He'll bring things. And all of a sudden look what he did to Joseph. Joseph got betrayed by all his brothers. And he didn't. And all of a sudden God brought it back and let him be the one to bless them. Kingdom of God is like treasure in a field. It's really what you give up now in your heart more than in your flesh. The religious always want to tell you what is of God and what's not of God. Excuse makers, not fruit makers. They always do that. Just go check it out. Go, go back and see what this person or that person or brings confusion. Then you start thinking. You're like, yeah, I don't have to do that. But wait, the Bible says to do that. When can we even perceive His ways are not our ways? But, but the want to force their ways with their, their warped interpretation of Scripture, don't let it have you. Abraham went with God, so God knew what he individually needed to build a nation, and God gave it to him. God knows what you need to build the kingdom. And He'll test you. The things you need, the things you need is Him. Because everything, that's really all you need. Passed down from Abraham all the way to Solomon to build the temple, the blessing. Then we went and even did to build the temple. He brought even, the, God even used the world to bring things to Solomon. Remember the people brought not just the Jew, like the queen that she brought, get, people were bringing stuff to Solomon that weren't even Israelites. That's the blessing. Did Solomon say, no, that's not. No, he, he, he used it to build the temple. God ordained him to build something. How did Noah get all the resources to, he was in the blessing, to build that big, huge ark. And he must have been blessed. People want to build things for God, but they want to be paupers and religious and begging people. It's like, that doesn't how it works. Religious renegades cannot understand because they are not in the blessing. They must use Scripture to look and cover themselves like fig leaves. Because when you're not in the blessing, you're exposed. 
So you hide in Scripture, bring another doctrine, and it actually makes it worse than just repenting. Or you look at everyone that's covenous, and you try to say, well, I'm not going to be like that, but you're still not blessed. They might have be covenous and go to hell, but you still don't are not blessed. So, everybody can stand up. The minute the blessing becomes an idol, God said, give it to me. That's what he said to Abraham. Maybe he's saying something to you today. Maybe you got to give up some things that become an idol in your life so you can have the blessing. The blessing is him. You cannot serve two masters. You'll either hate the one and love the other or despise the one and cling to the, the other. Who can handle the hundredfold persecution? Because God will make you able and capable of handling it. But are you willing to do it? Because with God, all things are possible. And we're not talking about things. We're talking about God. Having Him in His presence today. <clears throat> Father, we thank You. We seal this Word. The Word of truth, God. The doctrines of heaven, God. Your Gospel that will preach the cross, Father God. And whatever You want to give us, Father God. Keep our heart clean. Circumcise it constantly bringing us into the fruitful land and the inheritance, the promised land is where we're supposed to live and breathe and have our being. It's you in Christ. So we thank you, Father God, for the milk, the honey, the things that you have for us, the peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost and the kingdom of God today. Father, we ask you to protect us from every religious person, everybody, every um, <clears throat> um, person being used by Satan, indirectly or directly, to get us off course, to get us deceived, to get us distracted, to get us off our mark, to get us to think like the world or be like the religious system, God. But we want to see your kingdom. We want to see miracles, signs and wonders, truly in conversions of salvations, power from heaven, demons cast out, healings, miracles, Father God, that you have promised in revival, God, the real kingdom of God, just like in the book of Acts, Father God. We ask for it all in the name of Jesus today. Amen.